Hey everyone, I'm Gabrielle Santiago and welcome to Living Revelations Podcast. We're here to help you find God real in everyday life. We will be talking about how to hear from God, how to have a relationship with Him, and what it looks like to walk into your God-given purpose as you do life with God. I want to invite you to take life a step at a time closer to Christ with us. This is Finding God Real in Everyday Life. guys, this is Gabby. Thanks for tuning in. So today I wanted to talk to you all about how Jesus wants more than our deeds, but he really wants our heart. He's been really putting this in my heart to share with you all. And he led me to Revelations. And many of you all probably haven't read that book. I know a lot of us think that Revelation is, Revelations has that figure of just being a book that's very hard to understand. And many people because of that don't want to read it. However, I would really encourage you to read through Revelation. Like, God has given us the Holy Spirit. If you, For those who have accepted Jesus, he's given us the Holy Spirit to have understanding of truth. John 16, 13 says, For the Spirit of truth will tell you what is yet to come, and he will lead you into all truth. So I would really encourage you to read Revelations, but God has really been putting this book in my heart, and particularly the first three chapters that talks about the church, the seven churches. Um, and I really just believe that this is such a timely word for you all and for us, especially what's to come. And I'm really believing that God is bringing such acceleration this year for raising up people, raising up ministries, because he is coming soon and he is looking for his bride to be spotless. And he's wanting to draw many people who don't know him, who haven't accepted him as our savior, or for those who may know him, but don't have a relationship, have lost the intimacy and love for him. And so that's what we're going to talk about today, is that Jesus wants more than our deeds, but he also wants our heart. And I wanted to first share this one verse here in Revelations 22, 7. Jesus says, look, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy written in this scroll. And that verse is so key. Jesus even says, blessed are those who keeps the words of prophecy written in the scroll. So we really need to have an understanding of Revelations. I believe that the enemy has been putting in many people's minds this lie that God doesn't speak through the word or that we can't have understanding in the word. The reality is through the Holy Spirit, Jesus and us, we can have understanding of his word and we need to be daily getting our daily bread. You know, John talks about how Jesus is the word, the word made flesh. And so when we read the word, we experience Jesus. And, you know, many of us, we get so excited about going into worship or going to his presence but then we lose that excitement when we're getting in the word. And I just want you all to encourage you to get in the word daily and to ask the Holy Spirit, you know, to speak to you. And if you would just linger a little bit longer and hear and wait for him, you will see that he has so much that he wants to show with you. So I'm going to share in Revelations 1 to 3, but I would really encourage you all to read those three chapters yourself. But when you read the first three chapters, you're going to read about the churches that Jesus is talking about. And when you read throughout Revelations 1 to 3, you will notice something very, very common that Jesus continues to say. He says, I know your deeds. I know your deeds. But so let's go on to I'm going to read Revelations 2, 13 to 16. So this is what he, Jesus says. Yet you remain true to my name. You did not renounce your faith in me, not even the days of Anatopus, my faithful witness, who was put to death in your city where Satan lives. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. There are among you who hold to the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to entice the Israelites to sin so that they ate food, sacrificed to idols, and committed sexual immorality. And when you go on to that same chapter in Revelation 2, 
he writes this letter to the church of Thyatira. He says, I know your deeds, your love and faith, your service and perseverance, and that you are doing more than what you did at first. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate the woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophet. By her teaching, she misleads my servants into sexual normality and the eating of food sacrificed to idols. And I'm going to continue on. I'm going to read in Revelation 3. Now he talks to the church in Sardis. He says once again, I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up. Strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. And the last one I wanted to share is to the church of Laodicea. Laodicea, sorry. Revelations 3. Jesus says again, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. And so when I read those three chapters, it opened my eyes to see that no matter our deeds, whether, I mean, Jesus was even saying um, to the church how you didn't even renounce your faith. I see your deeds. You're doing great things. Yet a lot of them are still not living and abiding in the Lord. They're living in sexual normality. Um, he talks about the church um, saying in Laodicea, sorry, Laodicea, how they were lukewarm. And despite us doing things, we could be going to church. We could be serving God. We could be in the worship team. We could be leading Bible studies. We could even be preaching in front of many people. But if our hearts are not before the Lord and we're not loving him with all of our heart, soul, and mind, it means nothing Jesus. He says it in Revelation that these churches, which I believe you know many of us are walking into, are living this out. You know We're doing things for Jesus, yet we're not abiding in him. We're still living in sexual immorality. And I believe that God is calling a ton of believers to wake up, to wake up and know that he wants intimacy with us, that he wants our hearts, not just our deeds. Because when you read throughout Revelations 1 to 3, Jesus constantly says, I know your deeds, I know your deeds, but there is that but in it. And so we need to constantly check our hearts. And I really believe that the Lord is really looking and raising raising us up to be a spotless bride, to walk blamelessly before the Lord, to walk holy, right? And scripture says, be holy for I am holy. So God is calling us to this level of holiness. And it's not something that we have to strive for, but God even says by his grace, through his strength, we can walk holy and he will keep us blameless to the end. I wanted to share this amazing verse that I just love. It's in 1 Corinthians 1, 8. It says, he will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with his son. And so we have to understand that because we are under grace, we're actually equipped to walk in righteousness. Many people think that because of God's grace, he will forgive us when we sin, that we can just keep on sinning because we're under grace. But the reality is because of his grace, we are actually equipped to obey the Lord, to do the things that he's calling us to do. And maybe you're not living in sexual immorality, but maybe there are things in your lives that you're holding on to that God wants you to let go. In Matthew 16, Jesus says to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up the cross and follow me. For whoever saves their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. And what God is saying here that if we want to truly follow Jesus and truly be a disciple of Jesus, we have to be willing to let go and not withhold the things that God is asking us to withhold from. You know, I was just recently reading in Genesis 22 about Abraham, how the Lord had asked Abraham to sacrifice his son. And Abraham was willing. God tested Abraham and Abraham was willing to give up his son. The exact 
inheritance, the promise that God actually gave to him, Abraham was willing to not withhold anything for him, but to follow Jesus. And of course, God was faithful. He didn't even ask Abraham at the end to sacrifice his son. At the end, God provided the sacrifice. And so God is asking all of us right now, he's looking for hearts who are willing to lay down their lives because when we lay down our lives, we actually find fullness. Jesus promises in John 10, 10, for the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but he has come to give us life to the fullest. And so when we're willing to follow Jesus, we're going to experience the best of life. We get to experience heaven on earth. You know, I believe that many of us, what Jesus says in Revelation 3, the lukewarm, you're neither hot nor cold. There are many of you that maybe believe in Jesus, but you're not even spending time in his word. You're not even considering what he's trying to say and what he wants you to do. You're not seeking for his will. And I know for the longest time I've lived that life where I was a believer, I was a Christian, I was even serving the church and doing things for God. Yet I was still living outside of his will. I was still living in sexual normality. Um, there was also a point in my life where I grew up as a Christian, but I never bothered to make Jesus Lord over my life, which means that I never sought his wisdom. I never looked to asking God, you know, whether it was choosing my major, choosing my a relationship boyfriend that I was going to be with, I never considered him. And because of that, I never experienced in that season the trueness that he had for me. But at one point I found myself, because I was just doing the things that I wanted to do, I found myself in a deep pit. I was horrible. I didn't feel good. I got everything that I wanted at the end, realizing that everything that I thought I wanted wasn't truly best for me. And it was in that moment when I decided that I was going to lay this down and trust God, seek God's. And, you know, the Lord is going to be asking you all to do things that will require faith, asking you to step out, letting go of things that you think you need, that you think are good for you. But he wants to prove to you and show you that he has best for you. And now that, you know, that I'm abiding in the Lord and truly seeking his wisdom in all things of my life, I experience the best that he has. And I realize that every, every time that I follow him and lay down my life and carry my cross, I see him more and more real in my life. And I see that he truly knows what's best for me. And now there's every time, you know, whenever I need to make a decision, I want to seek his counsel. I want to go to the word and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal these things because I know that he has good plans for me that he wants to show off in our lives. He does. And so we just have to believe and give him, give him our hearts. And I pray that those who are listening in, that you wouldn't give in to just being a lukewarm Christian, just being satisfied with, yeah, I believe God. Yeah, I go to church. Yeah, I know the verses. There's so much more that Jesus wants for your life. So much more. He wants to guide you. He wants to take you. Before you're even born, God already planned the purpose that he has for you. Jeremiah 1, 5 God says, before I made you in your mother's womb, I chose you. I set you apart for a special work. God actually has a special purpose in your life. And we think that we were born to create our own purpose, when in reality, we were created with a purpose. And so we have to be having this relationship with Jesus because he's not going to force himself in, right? He even says in Matthew 7, 7, those who knock, he will open the door. You know, we have to invite Jesus in. He's not just going to barge in and force himself in. He's a patient, humble, and gentle Savior. And he's waiting for us to go to him, to seek him. And in Hebrews, you know, God says, those who diligently seek him, he will reward them. And that means that he will give us revelation, that he will reveal himself in the secret place, in the time alone with him. So I would encourage you to get in the word. You know, our Jesus is the bread and we even read um, in, in Matthew, I believe, where Jesus talks about the prayer. He gives an example of the prayer that we should be praying. 
And he says, give us this day our daily bread. And Jesus is the word. He's our daily bread that we need every single day. And so if we want to grow in intimacy, if we want to learn to hear God's voice, it starts with the word. And even inviting the Holy Spirit to speak. I always pray John 16, 30, John 16 um, 33 over my life. I always pray and ask that the Holy Spirit would just illuminate scripture to me and show me what he has for me. And so I really pray that you would be encouraged by this and understanding too, too that sin separates us from God. You know, we could be doing things like the church. They were doing good things, right? Some of them even were willing to, to not deny Jesus. A lot of them, like Jesus even says, I see your deeds. I see the good things that you do. Yet, you know, there is that but. And we have to ask ourselves, invite the Holy Spirit to really examine our hearts. Lord, is there anything that I'm doing that is holding against you? Because Jesus prays that he, he prays that we would be one as he is one with the Father, and sin separates us from God, no matter, you know, no matter what, whether we believe in Jesus, whether we're doing good things, if there's sin in our lives, we cannot be one with him. You know, Jesus just cannot, he can't be one with us. And he's asking for that oneness, that oneness with us. And so I pray against the, the, the enemy, the enemy's lies, you know, putting your thoughts that, hey, I can live the way I live. I already believe in Jesus. I know for the longest time, I believe that that I could live my own life and I'm, I'm okay because I have Jesus. But when you read Revelations 1 to 3, it will open your eyes to see that Jesus is wanting more than our good deeds. He's wanting our heart. He want, He's wanting our devotion. And there's no way that we can love Jesus with our heart, soul, and mind if we're living in sin, if we're still stuck in pornography, if we're, you know, having sexual relationships with our boyfriend or girlfriend and we're not married or even when you're married and you're committing adultery like we have to open our eyes to see that jesus wants a spotless bride and to come into the reality that we can walk in this light in this grace right romans 6 let me read that to you but it's such a beautiful verse it says in the same way count yourselves dead to sin but alive to christ jesus therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life. And then it goes on in verse 14 to say, For sin shall no longer be your master, because you are not under the law, but under grace. This is what I was saying earlier, that now we're under grace, we are equipped to walk in righteousness. And the Holy Spirit that lives in us, he will keep us blameless until Jesus comes. He will convict us when we're walking outside of his will. That's the beauty of it. Like God lives in us and we are his temple. So I want to pray for you all who are listening in right now and just praying that, that this would increase your hunger to just want Jesus more. And as you abide in him, as you get into the intimacy with him, you will see the fullness that he has for you because this is truly the year where God wants to bring such acceleration into your life. The desires, the dreams that you have in your heart, God put that for a purpose and he wants to bring it to fruition. But the sin that's in our lives is holding us back. The things that God is asking us to do, our disobedience is holding us back. You know, God is saying that he's ready to pour out his blessings for us, but he's asking, can he trust us with the blessings that he's about to pour in us? So Lord, I thank you, God, for those who are listening in, Lord. Jesus, you see their hearts, God, and Lord, you're crying for them. Oh God, Jesus, how you so long for your church, for your bride to be with you. 
You know, I believe that Jesus is delaying his coming because he wants you. He's wanting souls. And I believe that he's raising you up this year to step up, to rise up, because he is wanting to anoint you with oil so that you can set captives free, that you can share the good news so that people may come to know Jesus. But Lord, I pray for any sin that is in our lives, God, any disobedience that we are withholding from you. Lord, by your grace and strength, that you would strengthen us to obey you, that you would strengthen us to walk in your way, God, so that we can walk into the purpose that you have for us. Holy Spirit, I pray, God, that you would increase a hunger for your word, a hunger for simply you, Jesus, because you are the word, God. Oh, Lord, would you increase our hunger for just you? And God, that you would illuminate your word, that you would speak to us through your word, Holy Spirit, and that you would make it alive, God, that you would give us revelations, Lord, revelations for our lives, because you are a God of the practical. You give us practical, practical wisdom. And I thank you, God, for those who are listening in. I thank you, Lord, for them. I thank you for the lives, for the purposes, for the influence that you're wanting to bring. And I just really sense that the enemy is wanting to diminish our our influence, our territory by disobedience, by the things that he's asking us to let go. But Jesus is saying, trust me, trust me, my child, for I know what's best for you. Trust me, for I have the best in plan for your lives. He has so much for you. He wants us to live a life of prosperity, of joy. But we think that we know better than God, but that's simply a lie. Get in his truth. Renew your mind with his truth. And as you renew your mind in his truth, he will walk you in to your destiny. So I thank you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. I pray that you are blessed with this. And don't forget to also share this video. Um, If you're listening on the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and also write a review. Um, Write a review, write a comment that also helps just increase um, people being able to listen to this podcast. And most importantly, if you have friends or family who you know need this message, don't forget to share and bless them with this. So I'll talk to you all on the next podcast. God bless. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and are blessed. Check out our blogs at livingrevelations.com and follow Living Revelations on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast to others if you've been blessed. See you all in the next podcast.